decided to show up. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning into the Cult Pop Podcast live stream, aka spoiler alert. This is episode 781. Holy shit. Where we will review the past week's comics, a smattering of them as uh, at least, as well as talk about some fun pop culture topics for your listening and viewing pleasure. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo, JD, of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street in Philadelphia. It's a comic shop. You should come to it and hang out with me. Um, joining me tonight, Norbar Tochi and Brian Lieb. Sup, nerds? Hi. What's up? Before jumping into this week's books, I feel like it's more appropriate for us to dive right into a review of what everyone has been talking about all weekend that's right. I'm referring to the transgressive, multifaceted, metaphysical, action-packed exploration of multiplicity via superhero comics. <laughs> That's right. Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. That just ended. Here's the thing. Uh, it, the joke is everyone's talking about Doctor Strange. Um, but uh, we, we didn't see it because Noel oh, um, has I, COVID. I have COVID. Yeah. Um, and you may think, what about Jadles? Why can't Jadles go see it? Well, because Noel's a friend of mine and we spent time together. <laughs> and so we were quarantining. Me and my entire family were quarantining. He was all up, all around my baby. Oh, yeah. He was like holding my, my son. He was like, we were, I was just say, like. We were playing. I was, I was literally like, oh, baby. And he was yeah, uh, yeah. belly laughing. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, me, me and the whole family were quarantining. We're fine. We're great. Poor Noel and his wife are COVID-licious can, can right I, now. Can I say one, like, it's just, it's wild. So two and a half years <clears throat> successfully, um, didn't get it. Um, two weddings, two friends' weddings, Mexico, Florida, multitude of trips to places where you could be dangered. And I got it uh, running 10 miles outside. Ah. Yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> I, I, so I had, I had tried to go visit Noel um, and support him with a sign that says, this parade sucks, but you're great. Because uh, he was doing a marathon. And I, could not, I couldn't find parking and I couldn't find him. And so I gave up and went home. My question, Noel, is like, was there a point where... In my head, when I picture a marathon, it starts off with, like, so many people at the starting line. Like, everyone's crammed in. Is that how it was? Uh, funny you should say that, J.D. Uh, for some people, yes. For me, no. Um, yeah. So I am such a slow runner 
that so they they set you up in corrals based on what your proposed time would be for the completion of the race. Mm-hmm. I am such a slow runner that I am always in the very last corral, which is where all of the people that barely have legs, um, not even to be ableist, just like we're really bad at running or any kind of endurance. Yeah. We're all there at the end. So like, let's say the start time's at 8 a.m. I don't start till like 8.45. Um, and by then it's just like maybe 50 of us spread across like a six lane highway and you just start. It's oh. like a, so you could successfully avoid literally everyone. However, those that start at the very beginning, yes, they're all packed like sardines and they ask you to wear masks and stuff. But what's yeah. funny, even though I had nothing but space around me. I still wore a mask up until running in the street with no one around me. So I, I don't, I don't fucking know. I, I still got it. I think, I think it's just because I literally exhausted my immune system over 10 miles and then yeah. just was a, just a touch more susceptible to it than anything else. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. Uh, so that all being said, that's why we're not reviewing Dr. Strange. Cause none of us made it. Well, Brian, I saw it. I saw it thinking those guys are going to see it. <laughs> I, have, I have to see this before uh, before the show. And also for this one, I wanted to avoid spoilers and figured it would yeah. be harder to avoid spoilers for this than even some other Marvel movies. Um, although I don't think that's really the case. Now that I think about it, I haven't seen too many spoilers looking at the websites that I look at. I unfortunately You were spoiled, have. right? Yeah, l- yeah. literally. Like I, I was actively avoiding all of social media and then like while I work I usually will put on YouTube to listen to like essays or just news clips and stuff and the algorithm literally fed me like I just let it go on autoplay and the algorithm Mm -hmm. fed me a bootleg of fucking a big old cameo action scene and it wasn't even like by the time I even realized what had happened it was literally like Oh, that's that person who's oh. doing that thing. This is from this They're is there. somebody's video footage of the fucking movie. Like I, oh, that's, uh, it was awesome, yeah. just straight awesome. So I don't think yeah. anything could be spoiled for me anymore. Nobody, nobody has spoiled the actual conclusion of the movie, so that's cool. But when it comes to any kind of surprise that happens throughout the course of it, whether it yeah, be yeah. cameos or references, I think they're all ruined yeah. for me now. I think. I know what you're most likely talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you do. I know two of them. Yeah. Two of them were spoiled for me just by being on the internet. But anyway, we're not talking about Doctor Strange. Not we're talking about Moon Knight, the, the Disney Plus show directed by Mohamed Diab. Diab. Justin Benson Daib. and Aaron Moorhead. Daib. Say, say again. Daib. I would have said. Daib. It's D-I-A-B. Yeah. I don't starring know. Oscar, starring Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke, and May uh, Kalamawi. Yeah. Kalamui? Stephen Grant and mercenary Mark Spector investigate the mysteries of the Egyptian gods from inside the same body. Oh, that's a cool little description. Hey, like so, yeah, we watched... Uh, wait, Brian, did you watch all of Moon Knight? I did. I did awesome. watch it all. Yes. Great. Thank you for checking. Um, so let's, we'll do a quick little little uh, review of it. What, what, did you, what did you think, Brian? I liked it. I really liked it. Cool, that's, fact, that's it. I Shut up. Yeah. Uh, all right. And done. Take it easy, guys. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I, in fact, I think it was one of my favorite Marvel TV shows of their of their shows. Um, probably how many are there now? There's like six or seven. How many shows have there been? One division, one division from Disney Loki, Plus. Disney, Disney, yes. Loki, yeah, Disney Falcon, Plus, Hawkeye. What if? 
Oh, uh, are we okay? Yeah, what oh, if? Yeah. yeah, I'll count what if. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why yeah. I just keep. I think live action more than anything else because what if could yeah. like be made in a bubble with just voices, whereas big productions. True. Um, and they say it's continuity in a, you know in a sense, but it's always a little different when it's a different medium. Right. You know? Yeah, and because um, everybody refers to these as like making Marvel movies, just longer ones. Um, right. So, uh, but yeah, I guess just I guess so six, and then that's six. Um, Miss Marvel then. is next month. Nice. Oh, is that next month already? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I thought it was a little longer. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Um, um, did you guys hear that's going to be shown on the big screen in uh, Pakistan? Yeah, because they don't have Disney yeah. Plus or Star. Oh, is that Disney? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool that they're doing that. Um, um, so yeah, so, so I thought sorry, it was yeah. great. I thought uh, it was a cool depiction of Moon Knight. Didn't get as much Moon Knight as I would have liked. <laughs> there was over the course of the series, you know. Um, what we did get was still really cool, like Oscar Isaac doing what he was doing with the uh, multiple people. Um, that was really cool. I liked all of the mystical angle too. You know, I always I like the Egyptian the Egyptian pantheon, and I think they did a cool job. I thought the realizations of Kanshu and Amit were pretty cool looking. What's her name? The Scarlet Scarab. Uh, turned out to Who be I've cool. never heard of in my life. No, me. I, was, uh, um, I thought they made her up for this. No, I, I actually I looked it up. It's a it's a male yeah. character. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But anyway, they, yeah. they I guess they they seeded it really early too with um, her dad. When he, we showed him dad, he had a, like a red scarab scarf and shit. Oh, is that yeah. right? Oh, how about that? I didn't notice that. Um, apparently Echo was uh, early on a potential romantic interest for Moon Knight and was going to be in the show and they were like yeah it doesn't look good and Hawkeye was like well we, we want to use Echo so that's cool yeah they were supposed to be an um, Eternals connection too and they were like fuck it oh really alright I really wish they had done that apparently there was a Thor Love and Thunder thing that was yeah they had uh, they, Jesus th- uh, so, yeah. so the I mean we could probably get into it but they had a um, yeah. the creator of the show, Jeremy Slater, and then the main director, Mohammed Diab, um, talked about how there was a bunch of early on. There was a bunch of ways that they had like earmarked where they could connect it to the Marvel universe. There was an Eternals touchpoint in in back in like uh, backstories or in flashbacks. There was Echo. There was um, some Love and Thunder stuff or some Thor stuff or just as Guardian stuff. And every single time they were like, no, it'll be its own thing. Yeah. No, it'll be its own yeah. thing. So that's like in the background. It's just not in the story. They kept referring to um, – <coughs> they kept comparing Moon Knight to the first Iron Man. They wanted to structure it exactly like the, the first Iron Man, which kind of talks to your point, Brian, about how Moon Knight's not really – the star of Moon Knight, just like Iron Man's not really right, the star yeah. of Iron Man. In that first movie, he only yeah. puts the suit on for maybe five to ten minutes of the entire runtime. So it's kind of what they were. That was their benchmark. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's actually good. Uh, I think that worked to the benefit of the show because uh, my personal opinion is that suit sucked. Oh really? Um, oh, I thought it was the, awesome. I would have liked this. This here, the Greg Smallwood, for anyone who's listening to this audibly and not um, watching it, I'm holding up the Jeff Lemire Greg Smallwood run, and I think his costume here is very cool. And then instead what they did was like, we're going to add a mummy element to it 
so that it's like it's he's wrapped in wrappings. The suit is a bunch of wrappings. And then on top of that, there's like a chest plate where his pecs should be, but they're, they're just a chest plate, also covered in wrappings. And then his face is wrappings. And then he's got a hood on top of that. There's so much going on. It actually reminded me, and some of it, some of it looks so CGI that it, was, it took me out of the story. It reminded me of the Green Lantern Ryan Reynolds CG suit. Oh, I, and I just I didn't feel that. Um, now those except suits. for oh yeah, the other suit was awesome. The Mister Knight suit. The Mister Knight that suit, cool. even I, though it doesn't it doesn't follow the same format as the comic book. Not at all. Which right. is when Mister Knight shows up, you're fucked. That the 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 suit and tie Moon Knight shows up, you're he's worse. You're, you're done. Well, for. I mean, also um, yeah, this right. one, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's the. He's the bumbling doofy guy instead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They broke. I mean, they. The only thing it feels like the only thing that they kept canon was the existence of Conchu, and his DID, his dissociative identity disorder. Other than that, they made completely. They made their own rules completely. Stephen Grant is a Playboy billionaire. He's a bumbling idiot in this, or just a, a gift shopist. He refers to himself as. Well, um, he used to be like Mark Spector's. Yeah, that's the other, Mark Spector's a mercenary. That's it. But yeah, the yeah, personalities yeah. are completely different. The rules are completely different. The fact that his costume is supernatural slash metaphysical is completely different. Um, Pretty cool though. And like the element that dramatized him also is apparently yeah, completely, completely different. different. Yeah. Um, the the system of the personalities is completely different and then the idea of being able to incorporate the different versions of moon knight by having each identity have its own mm. interpretation of moon knight i thought was so fucking brilliant it doesn't matter if i yeah. liked one costume over the other because by the time they got to the point where they were literally switching personas in suit mid-scene i was like fuck it this is rad yes. this is that rad cool. as shit that was, that was and cool. yeah, yeah. like spoiler for the very end if there is an introduction of a different suit for the third persona mm. even fucking cooler like let's keep going wait a minute wait a minute did we see a jake lockley suit no, I'm saying no. if there is a suit He's for there is one. the third persona, oh. give me a different one. Maybe it's the because uh, Moon Knight's got like three or four other iterations of his costume. Yeah. Riff on one mm-hmm. of those and let's roll. Like I think this is so. It could be that cool. kind of just like looks like an actor. Yeah, there's suit. there's also like an armor kind of one. Thing. Yeah, black and silver armor one that okay. was like mid '90s, early 2000s. Did you notice Kanchu is wearing like a suit, like a dress suit? In that final yeah, scene, he's a, I think it's an interesting. He's a fucking mob boss. Choice. Yeah, oh yeah, like that. Yeah. Now I really liked the suit personally. I cool. I didn't see a mummy kind of thing, although they are all wrappings. I was just thinking like ancient. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, I'm never one to be bothered by the CGI. I thought Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern suit. Whenever anybody talks about CG being bad. I see it. It's just not something that ever bothers me. It's like, oh, but that's what we that's what we can do right now. It just looks like that because that's the limits of our of our capabilities. Um, so it doesn't really register. But uh, I like the design in general. I thought it looked like cool and um, uh, not sleek isn't right, but I thought it was cool. Yeah, it reminds me of Jorge Jimenez's 
over-designed uh, costumes mm-hmm. in the Batman. James Tyne and Batman. Ghost, ghost, ghost maker ghost guy. with fucking uh, hammer pants, yeah. nothing but buckles. Yeah. 15, like a helmet you don't know how he looks out of. Like, it, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, um, now the, oh yeah, sorry. No, I was, you didn't say what you thought of the whole thing. I thought it was great. Um, I don't, it's hard to say what's my favorite of all the shows. I think this was like the most, in a weird way, I felt like this one was the most original and probably the most confident one too, because it was such a complicated kind of show. Um, and with and no connection to anything yeah. that exists. And it's not building off of anything. Complicated, too, because not only did they have to introduce a new character, they had to completely introduce a whole kind of like different set of rules and then also deftly handle dissociative identity disorder in a way that wasn't ableist. Which I've read a bunch of articles and apparently they did an amazing job. Also, um, apparently, I mean, aside from the visual flourishes of literally him being inside of his own psyche in the afterlife. Mm. Apparently they did a, a really, really good job as to how it kind of like manifests and works. Um, yeah. uh, and then also apparently Egyptian, uh, Egyptian culture too. Like all the executive producers mm. and the director and, and writer were, are all Egyptian and they were like, you know, we're not going to do kind of like, a, I think his reference was wonder woman 84 where like it was Toronto shot for Cairo and just brown people. Like, yeah. we're not going to do that. We're actually going to do Egyptian culture. So apparently they are, they nailed all that too. But it just, so much was in the soup and it still all worked at the end of the day. And I was just, I, th- I thought that was a little bit more impressive than just another adventure with Loki, even though I love that show, mm. you know? People did question the uh, Jewishness of it. You know, they were like, oh, he's a Jewish guy. They were like, they did really well with the, with the different... Uh, uh, identities, but they didn't really show much of him being Jewish. I, I personally, I was like, all right, he's Jewish. It's not really. I like that, that they did part of the story. I like that they didn't over-explain like Jewish for beginners. Like they were sitting shiva for his mother, and he could go. Hanukkah party. Yeah, like it would just, <laughs> yeah. it just like <laughs> it just was. It wasn't like you didn't have like a side character being like, well, you see. When someone passes, In they do Judaism, this. Yeah, we have like, a like it was just, <laughs> it was just a part of his daily life. Like not, and it actually wasn't even a part of his daily life yeah, because yeah. he was no longer practicing. No, he's he a was fucking mercenary. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, although Stephen Grant was also Jewish, uh, I think that was. I think he was wearing the star as well. Um, the thing there was but, a yeah. scene that kind of bothered me. I texted Noel about it when we when we find out about how his split happened. Oh yeah, and his mother is just abusing the hell out of him. Yeah. Um, in the scene, Stephen Grant is there. He's American, and then he switches because the mom's banging on the door or whatever, trying to get in, and he switches to Stephen. No, Mark Spector. He's Mark Spector. Then he becomes Stephen Grant with the accent. Mm-hmm. And then she comes in. And starts wrecking shop on him. And so they're having a conversation. <coughs> and Mark Spector is telling Stephen Grant that, you know, you got to grow up thinking everything was fine. And you got to think that mom was still alive and all this other stuff. But what we just saw was Stephen Grant yeah. taking the beating. I thought that was so odd, why does why does he think everything's fine if he's the one who showed up to get his ass whooped? 
by his mom. Um, yeah, it seemed like that should have happened after. So uh, after that, the beating. My explanation from it was that we're like Stephen's entire existence was curated and hidden from him. He had an unreliable narrator. So even though he was manifested by protecting Jesus Christ, what? Sorry, sorry. What happened? Oh, good. No, Christopher. Good night. <laughs> even though, even though he was, uh, it was manifested by you know protecting or from the beatings. Over the last thirty something years, Mark kind of hid that from him. But like he just, he, it was, it was essentially just. Stephen believed he was real, original. So him not knowing that he was split from that trauma, whether he was the one taking the beating or the one not taking the beating, was almost the hidden thing. Like his origin wasn't ever known to him, like a repressed memory. I don't know. It just kind of worked for me. I didn't think that it was as binary as you're awake now and you're asleep now kind of thing. So, yeah. It just weird. The storytelling of it was weird. Like, we're going to show Stephen pop out, get his ass whooped, and then we're going to have a conversation about how he avoided all the ass whoopings by... I don't know. I, Mark unless it was like something. he popped out and then went away when she got in, which is not shown, but if right. that was their intention. I, yeah. I think yeah. I think we're trying to math it too much. I don't know. I guess I've seen so many, you know, thriller-style movies where repressed memories, no matter who is actually experiencing them, are repressed, you know? Yeah. It never really... It didn't really register to me as a plot hole so much as... We're getting onions peeled away. I don't know. I just, but again, I, don't think it was a, I don't know if it was a plot hole so much as like we didn't, um, they didn't explain it well, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Now, I also thought the ending I, was a little yeah. confusing in the sense that there was stuff that didn't make sense about it. <laughs> you know, um, you guys agree. I was not a fan of the smash cut. Um, like. Which one? The, well, he just, he just woke up in bed with with you know Stephen woke up with with Mark yeah. in his head. Um, we literally did not address any other character or what normal life is now. Oh, that's true too. And, but also, they're uh, they're in the psychiatric they're in the psychiatric facility that was in yes. his head. Mm-hmm. Yes, they see. Arrow, like walking around and blood is coming out of the bottom of his shoes. Because he's been walking around on glass this whole time. Yeah, it's cool. But um, they see that and then they say something to him like things aren't what you thought. He says, all right, time to save the world. I think as Stephen Grant, right? Then it cuts to that smash cut that you were talking about, Noel. They wake up in bed. There's tied to the bed still. It's another thing that I don't know why, yeah. why that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why does he think he can save the world when he seems to have given so, up the Moon Knight abilities? So the, the hospital, the revisit to the hospital was, to me, it was just a narrative way to show that Mark and Steven are now in control, so they no longer need that, like, fake mm-hmm. artifice. Got it. But, but it seems to have actual effect on Harrow, right? Like, that seemed to actually be happening to him. No, 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 Arrow is in his head. Yeah, it was, okay. it was just being able to, to suss out okay. the villain in his head kind of thing. Or like the, right. the yeah. sneaky voice. But um, what I didn't like is, okay, so that, show, that was telling me that they're in control and they're going to like, you know, be a force for good or whatever. But then 
him waking up with restraints, it, it should have been him waking up without the restraints because now there's agency exactly. with Mark in his head. Who put those restraints mm-hmm. on and why did they do it? Like, which, which of him? <laughs> Spoiler alert, Kevin. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's the name of the show, Kevin. <laughs> hopefully you figure that out earlier than now. Uh, it's a good show. You you it. I mean, the, I don't... Are there things to truly spoil? Like, there's no... I mean... I mean, Moon yes. Knight does not yes. lose entirely. I, I meant in regards to. What you've I meant in regards to now, something like the same as as Multiverse of Madness. There's no. This is all. No this is all new ground. Place, there's no like. Yeah. Big tipping things like it's just good. Just watch it. Yeah. Uh, I guess the good guy. The good guy gets away with the big thing, and then there's teases for something next. Just enjoy it. It's fine. Right. Yeah. Um, I did like the. Uh, the final climactic battle um, I thought was very well executed and I like the parallel battles happening. Hello, Mars Comics. Uh, I like the parallel battles that were happening. Um, and I thought it was cool that the resolution happens largely off screen. I thought that that was a cool yeah, um, um, twist to to show. It's just an interesting way to show like some massive thing happened. They they arguably uh, did it too, too much massive. in like the second episode. You're like, oh, come on, let's see some of this stuff. Mm. And then they didn't do it again for four more episodes to the point yeah, where I yeah, kind of like yeah. forgot it. And then it was just like yeah. right there. I was like, oh, fuck you, but that's pretty good. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so why though then... Why do Mark Spector and Stephen Grant think let's go save the world and are kind of in the Moon Knight costume, you know? Uh, well, it's, I don't know because they didn't give yeah. us a denouement for the show. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That that was my only real gripe with it is the fact that the, the ending is, is very rushed, I guess. Like you get a climax and a like conclusion. the post-credit scene, though. Well, that's what I mean. Like uh, we got, we like yeah. they just kind of skipped over any kind of like actual denouement with the main three, two characters, right? And then the third yeah. character gets a post-credit scene and a tease for hopefully a second season. I don't know. They haven't said anything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they said no. I thought right. Haven't they said? He's, they're not doing a second season, or uh, not to my knowledge. They didn't intend it. I, a there's a whole I'm bunch of sure. there's a whole bunch of shit online about. Yeah. Um, I guess when they when the sixth episode dropped, all of like Disney social media said like the series finale, but then they changed it to season oh, finale. Oh, they changed it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. now, yeah. obviously, if there's a season two, or if he appears anywhere else, like you know, around the Blade and Black Knight stuff, or whatever. He will be Moon Knight. <laughs> like that is like, that is clear. Yeah, and it's and it's not going to be uh, only one of the three or whatever. But um, uh, it, at the end of this, it doesn't seem like it. And so, like his actions here are a bit odd. But yeah, overall, I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. Yeah, except for the last the last ten minutes of it, which was confusing. I agree. Uh, it was good, and, and yeah. also the costume. Didn't like the costume. Um, yeah, Mars says at first I think it was a no to a second season, but then they were like, yeah. Um, all right, let's see. We didn't even get to the email yet. Holy cats! We are let's get to it. Running behind. behind uh, let's see. Christopher Christopher Saint Saucy Goodnight wrote in. 
Um, and then immediately wrote in asking why we haven't read his letter yet. I mean, <clears throat> should we um, read his letter then? <laughs> I said we would. Um, I took my nephew out of town for free comic book day and picked up a few books. Uh, the Ninja Turtles retro wave looks too cool to pass up. As for the comics, I begrudgingly admit that Bone Orchard was entertaining. Why begrudgingly? Why would you? Never mind. Uh, and I will pick up the hardcover that comes out in June. I picked up Hollow, and while the story is entertaining, yay, lesbian romance pining, the art leaves a lot to be desired. Still, I'd check out the first few issues. I'm disappointed that the Electric Black was an attempt to get people to pick up books that came out in 2019. I prefer my free comic book day issues to launch new series, a la The Six Gun, Umbrella Academy, Super Dinosaur, and stuff like that. So yeah, this past weekend was free comic book day, and we had so much fun. It was awesome, even though it was downpouring. It was a torrential downpour. Um, but it, we had such a good Saturday that I actually made free comic book days. S Sunday was also free comic book day. We kept the sale going, and we had a really great weekend. Um, Kevin says, I keep trying to watch Moon Knight but fall asleep. Not the fault of the show, just my old, old body. I feel that, Kevin. Uh, and then Kevin had a question in the comments. Um, anyone else have, everyone else here have favorited canceled or short-lived comic series? Remenders, Dr. Voodoo Run, and Outer Darkness from Image are some great books taken too soon. Oh, I got to think about mm. that. See, we have, like, I, first of all, yeah. the Dr. Voodoo, excellent choice like that was such a cool ass book that only got five issues um, oh i didn't read it yeah it's it, my fault sorry guys yeah. <laughs> i got it canceled um i on the on the same doctor strange tip though like i was straight loving the mark wade uh jesus Saez, uh doctor strange book which turned into surgeon supreme with kev walker and then it got canceled after six yeah. issues and it was largely because of covid like it was one of the books that didn't sell well enough to stretch out an extra three months of no distribution, but it was so fucking good. Oh, speaking of COVID, uh, I'm going to, I was having trouble coming up with one, but I'm going to go with the Gwen Stacy miniseries. Gwen Stacy had her own miniseries uh, along the same, along, uh, along the same time as Mary Jane, amazing Mary oh, Jane. Watch and your I was like, mouth Why? there, JD, because I think that's it's coming, coming back. back. Yeah. Yeah, what is it? It's I was yeah. the very the very oh. comic you. I was about. gonna wait for him to finish. What? Yeah, it's but it's coming back so oh. stupid. So instead of finishing oh. the miniseries, it's back, but it's wrong. Well, it is. It's actually it's really stupid. So like the first two issues yeah. came out, and then it went went on hiatus because of COVID. So they're releasing all five issues in one large comic book issue. But it's it's so okay. then just do a trade or maybe like. Uh, I, it's just weird oh, that yeah. they like just do a trade or do a catch up issue, which yeah. is the first two, and yeah, then yeah. resolicit the next three. But like, it's yeah. it just was very weird. They're doing just like a one big massive like nine ninety nine eighty page giant, yeah, like a hundred page giant oh. kind of thing, which is like okay, like it's yeah. like doing both half assed as opposed to just like all right, just make it an OGN, go for it or resolicit. Yeah, it's weird. Um, all right. Oh, Brian, did you have one? No. Um, there was a recent thing, uh, and I the Sandman Dreaming thing by G. Willow Wilson that I really liked and wanted more of. 
Yes. Um, and was very disappointed because it looked like it was going to stretch out into a long, a long kind of thing. Um, <gasps> and it feels like there's a million things from a long time ago that I just don't remember. But, yeah, what is it? What are you thinking? I have another one. Have what another is that? One. Go ahead. It's Hellblazer. Oh, the Cy one Sparrier. Yeah. The Cy Sparrier Hellblazer book, man. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I feel like uh, there were a ton of them from like the 2000s and the, you know things yeah. that I really got into and then got canceled. Fell. I cannot remember a single one right now. Fell was really good. Fell. That was really, really Except good. Except it's Warren Ellis, so fuck it. Well, yeah, but it was 20 years ago, and it was really, really good 20 years ago, and I wish it continued. It was... <laughs> okay. There was a comic. Oh, you know what? Uh, I don't think Lost Horizon ever finished. It was like kind of an Odyssey uh, book. It was oh. an independent. I got one. I, I well, I know that. Like, I mean, Mark Miller takes like fucking ten years off of in between arcs sometimes. Um, but mm-hmm. Empress uh, with him and Stuart Eminem was so fucking good. Same with Starlight. Really? With, oh yeah, it was awesome. It was straight up awesome. There, like, um, Empress was freaking great. Uh, Starlight was freaking great, and they both were just one arcs with like teasers for what's next. And it's been years. Reborn was really good too. Like he was on a pretty good tear of not doing dumb edgy shit, just like good stories, and none of them have been continued. But of course, we have like eighty yes. issues of Hitman, of, of Hit Girl, and, and Kick Ass, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to the friggin' books. Flashpoint Beyond Number One, DC Comics, Jeff Johns, Je- Jeremy Adams, Tim Sheridan, with art by Germanico. Batman's hunt for the Clockwork Killer brings him to Europe and face to face with the Mad King Aquaman. On the eve of Aquaman's sinking of London, Batman infiltrates his stronghold and goes on the warpath for answers. Nothing matters to Batman, whose world is already dead, but if he can track down the clockwork killer, Tomas can save his son's world and put everything back together again. Unlike the King's Horses and King's Men. Yeah. Um, This was a riddle. You're a riddle. It was. They don't ever say that he's an egg. Spoiler. Did we? Humpty Dumpty is an egg. Did we watch? Did Did everybody? Was I not on the show? Did everybody read uh, the Zero issue? Yes. Yes. We did. You were not on the show. Um, You were. You were otherwise off. What'd you guys think of that? I I obviously. I obviously don't listen when I'm not on. Because why? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. We say a lot of. We say a lot of shit about you. That's fine. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's mostly (laughs) mean. We we barely review any books. It's mostly talking shit about you. What did you guys uh, like a review of you and your personality? To refresh the audience, not for my benefit, Uh because I keep up with everything. To refresh the audience, what was everyone's impression of of Flashpoint Zero, written by Jeff Johns by Eduardo Risa? I couldn't tell you everyone's, but I can tell you mine. Um, it was fine. Uh, I don't care about Flashpoint. I hated Flashpoint so much when it first happened. Uh, I just didn't care. I, it's, it was, I thought it was boring as hell. And uh, I wasn't interested to going back to Flashpoint again. But I was like, oh, shit, this is actually pretty good. And it ties into Doomsday Clock a little bit as well. Yeah. yeah. In the beginning. So I'm actually interested. I don't know if it's n- n- nostalgia of Flashpoint, but so far, these two issues, I'm really enjoying. Ten years. Yeah. What about you, Brian? Uh, I also liked it. I was similarly surprised that it tied into Doomsday Clock, although there was not that much of that here. Uh, no. Whatever that's going to be is at the, the very end, I think. Um, I remember you especially, JD, but also me were 
a little uh, underwhelmed at the choice of Time Master. Was oh yeah, that's right. I, I was also wildly underwhelmed. It was one of those like yeah. last page reveals where it was like, one, who the fuck like, is this, yeah. and two, yeah. why do I care? Like, yeah. yeah, like I remember him from like one panel with the early Rip Hunter stories, and it's like, all right, so he's not as innocent as he looks, and whatever. If they just did Rip Hunter or. One yeah. of the other Time Masters would probably yeah. be cooler. And it's the same way at the end of this book. Um, you know, it's like, all right, so Batman's having a chat with this kid. But, um, yeah, the book the book itself, the majority of the book, Thomas Wayne and his reality. Uh, so we're talking about this one now. Are we still talking about on. Zero? We're talking about this one okay. now. This one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's cool. You know, he's he's trying to find his way out of this out of this reality that's not supposed to exist anymore, and uh, I'm interested. I keep forgetting about this kid until you guys just brought him up. Time master. I think you know what that's that's kind of how I just like I I enjoyed both both the the zero and this issue, but I had to I enjoy I read them I enjoyed them, then I I think I immediately kind of forgot details. And then had to flip through this before we started talking about it again. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I read that. It it just it was like I don't know, like slightly mindless, not in a bad way. Just like, oh, this is really cool, but nothing's really sticking. Like, I really like the the Oswald, the the penguin and the kid shooting a gun. I was like, this yes. is fucked up, but this is that's cool. the best part of the yeah. That's the best part. Yeah, I I've never liked Oswald Cobblepot yeah. babysitting. I've never liked yeah, Thomas. Like, what do you want to do? I'm gonna shoot a gun. What kind? Yeah, like oh, what kind? <laughs> I've never liked Thomas Wayne uh, as a main character. Yeah. I think he's decent as a foil, but I like I don't give a shit about a Batman who kills. Like it's not really something that interests me. Um, I, I I I don't know. This it's it's pretty good. Like I'll finish this series, but it's mm-hmm. I you know what feels like Flashpoint, which was like. It's pretty good. There's like stuff cool here that's happening. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll forget it's it as not, soon as I finish it, <laughs> but it's enjoyable to read. And I'm also curious as to what the Doomsday Clock tie-in is with more interested in that you know, with Bruce Wayne's kind of thing. Yeah, I'm more interested too. in the three pages at the end of this issue mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. literally the majority of the rest of this issue. So, like, I yeah. yeah, that's just how I feel about the Flashpoint world universe <laughs> itself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested 100%. in how they got there and how they're leaving. I don't care to stay here at all. Nope, there's yeah. no drama to it at all. Yeah. Like, oh no, also, Wonder Woman ah. stabbed Aquaman. Okay, when, he's dead, fine. With yeah. movies, Aquaman. just as with like movies as well as with comics, when there is more than two writers, it, it just always feels weird to me. <laughs> like, mm. who's rewriting who? And because it, yeah, and the fact that there's three writers on this, like Jeff Johns, and then also Tim Sheridan, Jeremy, Jeremy Adams. I, I don't remember all of them. It's down there at the bottom. Yeah, Jeremy Adams. It's just like, all right, so who's working from who's outline and who's correcting the other person's stuff? Like, I assume Jeff Johns is the like main story guy. Yeah, it's probably his outline, and he was like, I don't have time for this yeah. shit. Here, you guys want to script this? Thanks. So I don't know, like yeah. sometimes it works sometimes, but it always makes me pause like, okay, like, will this feel like a stitched together piece? Will it, or like, sometimes it's like maybe Jeff Johns is only doing the real time Bruce Wayne and doesn't touch right, anything right, right, else right. kind of thing, you know? 
Yeah. I don't know. It yeah. would just be interesting to know. But when you see like um, multiple names at the end of credits with written by, and it's like an ampersand and an A-N-D and a comma, and there's like six people's names, it's like, oof. You guys all worked over each other's work over and over again. But anyway, yeah, this was decent. Yeah, yeah it was all right. Um, all right, let's move on to... Bat Block. Oh, this is... Yes, in the more in the Bat Block. Batman Killing Time number... No, not number one. Number three. Three. Uh, yeah. From DC Comics, written by Tom King, with art by David Marquez, a shocking heist has the mysterious and deadly finger called... Figure, not finger. That wasn't a typo. <laughs> the deadly finger. <laughs> finger called the help. Fingering his way through Gotham City in search of Catwoman <laughs> and the Riddler and their stolen artifact, only the Dark Knight stand between this strange new finger and his prey. But can even Batman stop his bloody finger? Tick-tock, the clock is drawing nearer to the killing time. Love this book. This is the this is the best issue of the run so far. Still don't need all the time things. Oh, the like time I get it. <laughs> Woo! The time stamps. I realize it's called killing time, but stop, stop. I know he's not gonna stop, but I wish he would stop it. I just skip over the time that like uh, that time bubble. Yeah, probably, I don't. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't need to know that it's May thirteen. At four sixty-two, I, I am look. I am not a fan. I'm not a fan of them. You know that time that's definitely I, on clocks, which is four sixty-two a.m. I am not a. I'm not a. Yeah, I'm not a yeah, Sixty-one or sixty-two. I'm not a fan of them, yeah. but I do think that they're important to the story because they add like a weird rhythm to when he starts quick cutting yeah. between scenes. I wouldn't. JD, skip them all you like, but anyone else reading, I wouldn't suggest you skipping the the timestamps. I, I just wouldn't. Why? Because I think that they're important to the rhythm of the story, even though they're annoying. Oh. Yeah. Huh. They are annoying. Uh, this was the first issue where I was like, all right, it's too oh, much. The, the other reverse. Were like, this is the first hey. issue where I was not more annoyed by them because the action actually started oh, really? to pace into them. Before, it was kind of like malaised. Uh, 35 minutes from yeah. now, 17 minutes ago, yeah. and then That's 500 true. years ago. Yeah. But here, they're actually hitting with the rhythm of 45 minutes before that, this person was punching this person. 25 minutes after that, this yeah. like it was, it was working better in this issue than it has before in the other two for me. So like, I'm not a huge fan of jumping back and forth. I think it's unnecessary in this instance in this series. I don't need to know that like the Batmobile crashed and then we went to them stealing the Batmobile after they've already yeah. crashed the Batmobile. Like, I got it. You stole the Batmobile. That's how you got the Batmobile. Um, yeah. It's just, there's a lot of like Quentin Tarantinoing, but it doesn't really feel necessary. Um, I feel like part of me wanted to go through and reorganize all of the scenes in chronological I, order. Because I don't think it would affect too much. You just completely hit on it. It is not necessary. It's a flourish. And this is the first issue out of three where it became less novel and actually worked like a flourish for me. So this was my favorite issue because it it did work with the car chase and then the, the fist fights and then sending the killer to the fist fights and then back to the car chase. The timestamps worked, especially when we went to a flashback of Bruce's with the timestamps as opposed to 
1,000 years ago with yeah, – yeah. yeah, like yeah. the timestamps are starting to circle in on themselves a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And they're, they made this a little bit more exciting as opposed to dreary or a drudge. I don't know. Tom King likes his narrative devices. He, the fucking letters that people would read to themselves or poems that people will read to themselves over action. And it's like, I get it. You're well read. That's great. But yeah, it's it, after a while, it starts to feel like I used to be a big Chuck Palahniuk fan. And I would, the more and more of his books I read, the more and more frustrated I got because so many of his things are flourishes. And I just, at one point I was like, if I just went through with a Sharpie and Sharpied out every repetitive sentence that he, that he just repeats over and over again, I'd have half of this book would be gone. Um, So it just, those flourishes, things like that, these, they become crutches and they feel a little frustrating for me as a reader. Um, My, my favorite thing isn't because of the, like, this isn't my favorite issue because of the flourishes are working. It's the scenes that, that I'm reading, I think are really interesting and fun. Like Batman versus the help Batman getting his clock cleaned by the help was awesome. I love that scene. Um, I don't know this guy. I like this guy. Um, and you know, we were just complaining during James Tynan's run on Batman, like, Oh, how many more times are we going to meet someone who, uh, Batman either met on the road to becoming Batman or has gone through all the same training as Batman's gone through, et cetera. And then here, this guy is just like seeing every single move that <laughs> Batman makes and goes, ah, oh, yes, this is from Ducard. Ah, oh, this is from blank. This is from Ra's al Ghul. And he still asses, um, he asses his hands to him. He does, right to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, like he makes a Oops. bunch of subtle references to the fact that he's ancient and knows everything. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah. <coughs> I, I did still feel that way, actually. I, I felt about yeah. the same as when we were reading the James Tynan stuff. I was like, oh, another character who is intimately aware of all of his training stuff. But at the same time, like comics are always all right introducing a new one of those characters because they get forgotten after a while. And, yeah, can I you know a new one gets Can I tell you the fine line about the difference between somebody like this and then like the characters that they kept creating and Tynan's run? Like the, mm. what was it, like the Grand Master or like the planner guy that ended up being the Joker? Yes, the Master yeah. Planner. Master Planner or okay. some bullshit. No, that's Spider Man. Yeah. The Grand, the Great oh, Designer. Right, right, the right, Designer. Right, right. It was the Designer. <laughs> he had a big fucking DM. The Designer. It's the Designer. It's the designer. <laughs> so the difference between somebody like this and the Designer is uh, this guy has just been around forever. And knew all the things that Batman knows well before, mm-hmm. At, like agnostic of Batman even existing, he'd give two shits. Right, right. The other ones were yeah. just like, well, I'm going to outsmart the outsmarter who outsmarts the outsmart. Like it's it's like a direct response mm-hmm. to Batman, and it's just one upping each other. Whereas this is like, I don't care about you. I've known all this already. Do you want to learn yeah, other yeah. things? Because yeah. I could I, teach I you. I think his yeah. name is like meh. The help. But. The help? Uh, yeah, like, all right, that's I, it's one of those things that's like trying to be real cool by being so unassuming. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I you didn't it. assume. Um, my other problem, well, I thought this was more of the same, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as the first two, except that the timestamp stuff really bogged me down more. So I think is why I felt myself a little bored. Uh, 
yeah. through the through the story. Although the art is fantastic, Marquez, man, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there are a couple. I, I have on my on my pages open to Batman stealing this motorcycle and leaving an envelope full of ninety five thousand dollars on the I, side of the road. On the, like, yeah, just in the right. parking lot. I'm sure it'll get to the right guy. Yeah, this will definitely not either blow. The envelope is open. Right, right. The envelope is open. You can see the money inside. And it's just laying on the ground. I thought I had the exact same thought. I'm like, that's either blowing away or somebody else is going to find it. And then the the motorcycle owner will still come out and be like, where the fuck's my bike? That is also that. I feel like I should have an envelope. That envelope does not represent what ninety-seven thousand dollars would look like, unless that is ninety-seven right, right, right. one thousand dollar bills. It's thousand-dollar bills. I would have. I would have preferred it if you know, all-knowing Bruce Wayne was just he got the VIN number from yeah. the bicycle he stole or the bike he stole, and then sent the guy yeah. money. He deposited yeah. a yes. bunch of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. not, the, not the, uh, yeah. the the what looks like an envelope of coupons and telling me it's $97,000. Is it, is it, is it in bearer bonds? (laughs) (laughs) What he left, what he left in the envelope was a $97,000 note. And then $438 in ones. No, it's, it's, a, it's a check for $97,437 and five $1 yeah. bills. <laughs> you got to put a little flourish. Yeah, yeah, it's it. just a like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then he wrote it out cool. to cash, which is just not smart. Whoever yeah. is fine. Yeah. Now, I also don't, I, when they bring in, uh, Zeus and Odin and that kind of thing. Yeah. I always enjoy that because those are a mythology. There's no real debate. <laughs> There's no contest over whether or not those people exist. There's not a lot of modern issues that revolve around whether or not Zeus is as the mythologies claim him to be. This, they have the eye of Jesus yeah. and they refer yeah. to it as the eye of God. And whenever they do that kind of thing, I'm not into it. Right, it's a, little, I, it's a little assumptive, a little presumptuous, isn't it? Exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah, Wait, do I we, don't know that that that's just some guy's eye. Maybe. Do we actually maybe, think that maybe, it's maybe, like yeah, who knows? Jesus's eyeball? I figured that was a euphemism or a metaphor for some sort of priceless could, artifact or jewel or something. It also was happening in ancient Greece, yeah. which may predate Jesus, and so maybe yeah. they just call it that, right? And that's probably what it will turn out to be. But it has definitely <laughs> happened in comics before, like. When they rebooted the Phantom Stranger for uh, the New 52, ah. he was Judas. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, that really assumes the truth of that belief system in a major way. Um, and even when they do Judeo-Christian stuff, but they kind of do it a little more vague, like it's angels or whatever. Like, you could read that as borderline. <coughs> I'm, I'm totally down with it. And I even enjoy stories about, I mean, Lucifer is one of my favorites, but that's not, uh, certainly doesn't hew to the biblical version of Lucifer. No. Um, uh, yeah, it's a fine line. I love that kind of mythology, and so it's odd not to just treat it as mythology, but I think just because of all the stuff in the in the real world, the way that people react about it, not usually a fan when they, when they assume the truth of that. Yeah, I understand. I get that. Yeah. Hey, uh, if it? you love Jesus, if you love <laughs> Jesus, you can go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo and give us money. Uh, if you don't love Jesus, you can also go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. If you have no belief system whatsoever, 
believe that you can go to patreon.com slash giant destructo and give us money. Uh, if you, you, if you, does that mean they love you more than Jesus? Is that what you're claiming? Um, whichever, whichever you, whatever uh, works with your belief system is the yeah. way that you should interpret yes. that. Then give JD the money. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The answer is always help the show yeah, out. If you can't cool. afford. <laughs> no, no matter which branch of the tree that you walk down, it all leads to yeah. donating a denomination yeah. to Patreon yeah. and or and or liking and commenting and subscribing to any of the various yeah. channels in which we yes. um, social media. Like if they don't have the money or can't spare the money to do it. It's like, it's one of those choose your own adventure books, except at yes. the end of every page, mm -hmm. that option takes you to the end of the book, which is go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo and help yeah. out the show. That's a lot of pages to get to the one spot, but you spent the time to yeah. write it. So these people it's the journey, it. not the, not <laughs> the right. finale. Yeah, not exactly. Yeah. The one, the one page journey. Yeah. <laughs> it's the journey. Yeah. 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 Um, Nailed it. But also, if you can't do that, if you, if you didn't get a copy of the, of the book, <laughs> uh, you, you can just out. like and subscribe. <laughs> Um, I, I know that we don't I know that we don't have a scheduled thunder round, but I did just finish something before the show. Thunder, thunder round. round. So it doesn't even have to be a minute. I just want to let everyone know I am still reading Firepower by Robert Kirkman and Chris Somney and Issues. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you've ever wanted to read a book that just continuously yes ands itself yeah. to the uh -huh. point where the escalation yeah. is just kind of ridiculous. Uh, uh -huh. do it because this book is so fucking cool like it started as like a kung fu slash iron fist kind of pastiche and then it turned into an incredibles mm -hmm. kind of pastiche with a family of superheroes ish and then Did it turned involved his family yes and then it turned into cool. and then it turned into like warring clans that are with like flying ships and throwing fire at each other and now it's just cool. become a fucking kaiju book. Guys, this book just keeps going further and further, and it's awesome. And Chris Somney's art is spectacular. I can't recommend it enough. It's just such a fun... Like, as of right now, this only works in comic books. This is like a mm -hmm. book that's like, you know, it's perfect for the medium. But if they ever did adapt it, I have no idea how. Because the book just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's really fun. Yeah. Listen... I, every time this issue, uh, an issue of Firepower comes out to my shop, I go, oh man, I got to catch up on Firepower. Yeah. I've read. First two. Five issues. <laughs> I think, I think well, I've read the first, the first five issues. Well, I, I think. Um, what are they maybe up to six. Now? I think the first 12 and change. So it's got a weird schedule. Yes. Firepower is still good. Read it. Kevin, get back on the whole, get back on that Firepower horse. So they, they went on hiatus for like three months. So it was it was an, an OGN, which was like an extended first issue. And then it started with a new number one. No, no, no. There was a free comic book day issue, which was different than the actual number one issue. Uh, and, that's right. And then, yeah. and then it's just been numbered since. And then at about 18 or at 12, they took a break for like two months. And then at 18, they took a break for like three months. And now they're back with 19 and 20. And the first 12 plus the OGN are about to be recollected in a big old hardcover. So a very easy way for everyone to catch up. It is such a fun book and the art is just beautiful. Highly recommend. Adams likes a hardcover. Highly recommend. Firepower. Oh. 
I'll get that. Two words. Fire uh, and power. Can I take this? Comics interlude. Oh, Mars Comics, of course. Yes. <laughs> Don't call it. Did you call us? Did you call people whores? Uh, I mean. Uh, I think to get back on the horse. Oh. Uh, <laughs> jump back. Okay. Jump back on the yeah. horse. Back on the horse. <laughs> horse. <laughs> just, you know that old adage. Yeah. Just, just when you fall off a whore, just just get back just get up. Right back it's like it. riding a whore. Is <laughs> what the right? It's as easy as exactly. riding a whore. You never forget how. Yeah, yeah. you never forget yeah. how to ride. A- You'll never forget your oh, first god. horse. I mean, whore. I mean, uh, oh god. Either one. Uh, so, so can I take this comics interlude to mention something uh, that, that this Batman issue reminded me of, but isn't specifically about that? Uh, Ra's al Ghul. Does he now? Is him having trained Bruce Wayne uh, part of Bruce Wayne's backstory rather than the way that they met in the comics? Have you guys seen that anywhere else? Or is this... I, oh yeah, hey, you know what? No, I didn't, this is actually... Th- was this training? Mm-hmm. Or was it just like year two? He yeah. sees them... Like he is also instructed in the ways of Raja Ghul. Or was this supposed to be 18-year-old Bruce I think it was during the before he was Batman time. That was my understanding. Huh. I don't know. I, I that's know. the way I took it too, and I thought, oh, he trained with Roz, right? Because okay. that's Christopher Nolan, Ross Al Ghul. But in the comics, he met way into Batman's career. In fact, he's notably one of the only successful, like him and Venom, some of the only successful yeah. villains in comics to be introduced so long after. And you think he's yeah. a good guy? Mm-hmm. You know, he's like. Yeah. I always wondered also, what what does he want with an heir? His whole thing is that he's immortal. Why is yeah. he after Bruce Wayne to be his heir constantly? <laughs> well, eventually he wants to rest, right? I guess he's kind of tired of being immortal. Or he'll you know? still be immortal, but he'll just relax. Bruce Wayne yeah. will yeah. the day-to-day stuff. He wants, he's he like, wants listen, an assistant to a re- I have he wants spent all of this time. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he's gonna keep he's gonna keep dipping himself into the uh the what are they called? The Lazarus Pit. The Lazarus Pit. Pits, just so we can catch up on all of the Netflix he's missed. But I, yeah, he's sacrificed uh, a lot postponing that. So. You only need like a week or two for that, though, at a time. So like maybe just like a toe or a foot. Yeah. So he can catch up on Ozark. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh! Oh! I finished Ozark. That show Ooh. is. I listen. I listen to like the, the 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 what's the show that I like um, the. There used to be called the Slash Filmcast. Now it's just called the Filmcast. The filmcast. And Jeff Kanata loves this show, mm. but Dave Chen hates it. He hates this show. And I do not understand why. I love Ozark. I am so glad. I was afraid that it wasn't going to come back after COVID. I thought I'd heard it got canceled and wasn't returning. And I was really sad about it. Um, mm. This is like Breaking Bad level good. TV show. Um, if you like Breaking Bad, that is. I love Breaking Bad. And Ozark is so, so good. Uh, I love that show. And they finally just wrapped up this season uh, last week, I guess. It's or The whole, the series is done. It's four seasons. It is awesome. Love it. It's got, um, who's it got in it? Laura Linney. Jason Bateman. And, um, Jason Bateman, yeah. Who's also so directed good. Uh, the... Pilot and the finale and several yeah. other episodes. I um he's, he's an episode he's of Family great. Matters I learned this weekend. Jason Bateman did an oh, episode yeah. of Family Matters. Everyone told me that I should yeah. uh you know, because I had COVID. I still have COVID. I don't know if it's used past tense. That I should catch up on X shows. And they all every single suggestion was either a reality show I'll never watch 
or something that's so fucking tense that I won't be able to relax. So I did not watch Ozark. I started and finished um, Reacher, which was so fucking stupid. It was perfect. Like, it was an eight-hour... 1989 action movie. Ah. Like guy walks in, does the right thing and just beats up bullies for eight episodes. I was like, this is stupid. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, a, you know, the memories come up on Facebook mm-hmm. and my post from a year ago was Ozark has me so stressed out. No. <laughs> Yeah, it really does. Um, but anyway, it's very good. When you when you're in when you're ready to be tense, <coughs> watch it. Uh, all right, comic books. Let's let's do it. Star Wars Obi Wan number one from Marvel Comics, written by Christopher Cantwell and Ario Anandito. Fast approaches the ultimate destiny of one of the Jedi's most renowned masters. As he spends his final days in the remote deserts of Tatooine, Obi-Wan Kenobi takes time to reflect on and record key moments of a heroic life long lived. Writing in old leather-bound journals from his hermit's hut, Obi-Wan remembers his days as a young Jedi initiate, his trials as a Padawan, the crucible of Jedi knighthood and the Clone Wars, and some of the earliest challenges he faced as a true master of the Force. In this tale, Obi-Wan considers a watershed youngling adventure he narrowly survived on Coruscant when he was but eight years of age. This is just the beginning of his Jedi journey. So, the reason... I wanted to read this is I like Star Wars. Another reason is I like Christopher Cantwell, who has done one of my other favorite TV shows, which is Halt and Catch Fire. And he has uh, he's been writing comics for several years now. And so he's dipping his toe into the Stars War. His Iron Man is really good. What did you think, Noel? Um, I thought this was uh, this was delightful. I did not know that it was going to be an anthology series. Um, the framework of this series is, uh, was surprising to me. Like it's presumably old Obi-Wan, I don't know, a couple days before a new hope happens and he's yeah. battening down for a sandstorm and just starts going through and or recollecting, you know, adventures, uh, in journals, and this is the first time we've ever seen Obi Wan as a young Padawan, like young young Padawan, like eight or no, more like ten and eleven, twelve. And I was like, in the in the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of hours and pages of Star Wars that's been written and shown and created, have we ever seen a child Obi Wan? No, which I thought was pretty. The cool. earliest sure. I have read was. The earliest I have read was Master and Apprentice, and that was Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Um, so like a teenager, right at least, before, right? right? before episode one. Yeah, this was this was interesting. And then it looks like the next issue is going to be maybe that age range. So, And then I started thinking, like, oh, is this going to be like every life phase that we have seen? So, like, it's five issues. Like, this uh, a baby Padawan, and then a young knight and then I don't know, a clone wars general and then an old man. And like, this could be really cool. Um, and I thought that this was a pretty strong issue. It was the story itself was pretty slight. Like it's structured like a young boy learning a lesson. Um, there's no stakes in so much as like a larger arc, 
but it was just such a breezy kind of fun read. And I was just kind of surprised I'd never, never wanted or expected a young Obi-Wan story. Um, but kind of yeah. dig that it's here. Yeah. I was like, Oh, this is cool. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And it introduces a character I, I don't know of Garen. Yeah. G E H R E N Garen. And he says, I have, I have not seen her since then. And I was like, oh, we're probably going to – you're about to meet her probably. Yeah, like I in assume. issue four. At the end of issue four, in the storm, yeah. you'll see Garen or something like, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. Or she's part of this Black Sun syndicate and he actually has run into her but didn't know that it was her. Like she's oh, yeah, disguised, maybe. you know, something like that. So many so many cool little uh, nuggets. It felt like a good little, um, good little story. I liked it. Yeah. What would you think, Brian? Uh – it didn't offend me. It was. Uh, oh, that's good. It's about time was, we found one that didn't offend you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was nothing addressed to me personally in it, <laughs> so that's nice. Uh, um, nothing about Jesus. Nothing. So how would they even? How would they know? To how would they even know? Yeah. It was probably even before that, right? I I do love the um, the thing where people will take a picture of Obi Wan. Uh, young, young Ewan McGregor uh-huh. uh, from like episode two, and they'll put it up in their grandmother's house, <laughs> and they'll oh, think it's yeah. Jesus. It's a portrait of Jesus. <laughs> yes, that I always cool. love that. Yeah, Jesus has gotten whiter and blonder over the. That is that that that, yes. that yeah. argue that is Obi Wan's worst look too. The the fake long beard and the weird wisp back, shoulder length hair. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Episode two, Obi Wan just really you you like. You like that? You like that less than the buzz cut with the uh, by um, miles. The little braid. I like it less by oh, really? miles. Oh. Yeah, it's either you're either gonna go oh. buzz cut with a braid tail or uh, close crop with a bitch and goatee beard. None of this like half yeah. Jesus bullshit in the middle. Half Jesus. Ah man. <laughs> and and he's, like he's, he's you can see the light through his his fake beard too. I just I've always hated that <laughs> yeah, look. Yeah. Always hated it. Yeah. The light shining from uh, it. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> so many things about Attack of the Clones is egregious, and that beard is one of them. <laughs> they, I can't, I, wait, to, cool I can't wait to see how um, they explain Obi-Wan's aging in the TV show. Um, well, it's been you know, a certain amount of time, right? We're, not that long. Well, it's been, it's been like... How long has it been between episode 20. three and episode four? Almost 20 years. Almost 20 years, yeah, so... Yeah. So yeah, 20 years in real time. That's fine. Um, What's really kind of weird is maybe the 15 years between now and when A New Hope happens. So like, how do you get from like 50 year old, still grizzled, cool looking Ewan McGregor to old as dirt? Exactly. Maybe he's been using his force powers strenuously to like yeah. shield Luke or something, and that's why. So he was, you know, he's that's, been, been aged twenty years yeah. faster. Actually, I hope that they just yeah. don't bother. <laughs> like, yeah, like just that. just put a prosthetic on him for the like last two years. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. don't yeah, bother. Actors, or yeah. it's it's gonna be like 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 superhero comics where like they just age on a weird sliding scale, and we just don't really talk about it. Like. Yeah. It's, he's just going to keep going until he goes. That's fine. Yeah. Or 20 years Ooh, from Mars now. Comics has a really good point here. There's all that sun. No sunscreen will age you quickly. And points uh, out that true. there are two suns. That's right. Here. She corrects yeah. herself. Suns. 
Yeah. yeah. Which you can see on the screen. You can. You can. JD, what did you um, think of this? Now, Darth Vader oh. was not in this story, although he did feature heavily on the cover. But uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, I'm... I'm... Um, he used man, man, the man, man, force, or, you know, the Jedi mind trick thing for the first time. That was cool. <laughs> I also like that they say, I never saw her again. And I think it would be a cooler story thing if she actually is not part of the story ever again. Yeah, because that know, happens like, all the time. Well, the, I, Right. And that's like, yeah. that's an, that's part of the thing that he learned or whatever, you know, is that she came into his mm. life and she left and um, he never found out what happened. I mean, it just, you know? it, as long as they never... Don't break the rules of your own story. So as long as they don't make him a liar, and if he does write into yeah. her again, it happens after writing that, then I'd be okay. Yeah, but it's not like I mean, it, she was a different person, or, or like it's well, it's yeah. really he comes across a bounty hunter twenty years later, and the Garen I knew is gone. I never saw her again. But this other person in her place, like none right. of that. Well, bullshit. he does have a habit of he does have a habit of saying shit like that. <laughs> Vader killed your father, Luke. Yeah. Oh, what I mean oh, yeah, is, yeah, like, oh, what I mean that was, he killed the person <laughs> right. I knew, but he's still there. <laughs> I like this. In a much yeah. more real sense, he did not kill your father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Obi Wan's a fucking liar. Also, yeah. his big, big plan, his big plan to to go into hiding is to go change his name from Obi-Wan Kenobi to Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big universe. And, yeah, yeah, who knows how common Yeah, that on the is. same planet that Luke is, who is still named Skywalker, even though we're hiding him from his daddy, Skywalker. It's in his house. Nonsense. It's <laughs> a good point. Um, <laughs> all right. So that happened. Twig number one, Image Comics, yeah. Scotty Young and Kyle Stram, Strom. It's the first day of Twig's new job as a journey, journeyer on a Jeff Smith's bone-esque quest <laughs> to save the Dark Crystal slash Labyrinth-style world. What? Uh, join our hesitant hero for an inspiring and imaginative tale of hope, uh, heartache, and determination to overcome insurmountable odds. Listen, what we mean is imaginative tale... Um, by way of Jeff Smith's bone and also the dark crystal, but also the labyrinth. Yeah. This is so a, it's very imaginative. It's a word salad it's just of these nostalgia. Like, hey, yeah. all these things. Jeez. They didn't put in Fraggle Rock. They didn't throw in, uh, yeah. I don't know. And it's yeah. its own thing, right? Like, that is, is not, the story is not like, oh, man, he grabbed from these, from these three things pretty heavily. I think totally yeah. it steals. It's not like the Joker movie. <laughs> I still haven't seen that. Oh, don't bother. Uh, here we go. Okay. Twig. I have, I have <laughs> chance, I think. <laughs> oh, you said you didn't see Joker? No, I never got around to it. And I wasn't nah, I mean, like, got to get to it, you know. If you've seen uh, Falling Down and um, Taxi Driver, King of Comedy, King of Comedy Taxi Driver, and Fight Club, then you don't need to. I that last one, and it's one of my favorite movies. The other three. I, 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 uh, Fight Club? Yeah, Fight Club. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know that I often. I guess as Anarchy as one of my favorite movies. I'm trying to connect that to Joker. I guess maybe like. Oh, I thought you were wondering why it was one of my favorite Anarchy. Movies. No, no, well, no, it's no a I love spoiler. it. Like, well, he likes Anarchy. <laughs> Ryan is a big Anarchy fan. There's a character who's not there. Oh. 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 Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. 
I mean, all right, yeah. Didn't make much of an impact on no. No. Yeah. <laughs> that, that no. Yeah. Um, all right, Twig. This was adorable. Oh, it's great. Thought, I mean, I don't, yes. I don't care about it. But it was cute to read, and the art by Kyle Strom, who uh, you may know from Spread, um, which is basically a uh, John Carpenter's The Thing meets um, Lone Wolf and Cub. Hmm. He drew that as well. Uh, and that's like a post-apocalyptic horror story. Very different style than this, uh, than this with coloring by Jean-Francois Bellou. And the art, the, uh, the the pencils and the colors on this are just gorgeous. It's yeah. a very nice looking book. Uh, I don't care, other than that. No? Um, but it was a it was a delightful read. What did you think, Brian? I thought it was great. Um, I I agreed with everything you said. The, the pencils and the colors and all of that were phenomenal. I additionally liked the the designs of the different entities that we're talking to the main character and his friend but also this mountain that they go into the you know the designs from a fantasy perspective like a cool world building type of designs uh and also the world building in general i thought was really mm -hmm. good um they set up this this realm don't really tell you that much about it but i think give you a really mm -hmm. deep sense of what it is um as you go through it and uh yeah, I, I, uh, I think I would like to continue reading it, as a matter of fact. If I had a comic shop at 4327 Main Street in Maniac, Pennsylvania, oh. maybe would make that happen. Secure put it on your pull list? I would, I, yeah. I, would, I would put this on my pull list, too. But only if it's, I think it's, as long as it's just a mini series. I don't know if I could sustain this for a long time. Like, I, I think I agree with both of you or just kind of fall down the middle. Like, I like that they drop you in. The world building is just... Top tier A plus, the design of everything. Everything's alive and has a face. It's it, which is yeah, yeah. which is it's. I'll I'll look at it like I'll compare it to like something like the Dark Crystal and and Labyrinth. Labyrinth. And so much as Labyrinth, it's <laughs> <laughs> both of them in like thematically and so much as uh. Two degrees to the left, it's fucking nightmarish, and two degrees to the right, it's adorable, mm. and it just yeah. it just skirts that line really, really, really well and stays adorable. But at any moment, if just the lighting changes, the fact that the trees have faces and the rocks are talking to you, it becomes a fucking nightmare. So, like, <laughs> I love that kind of balance with this book. Reddit, mm. everyone's talking gibberish. I have no idea what the actual stakes are other than get rock from point A to point B, um, which is fine for now, but it's just, it's just, it drops which, you in and it's okay. But I, if this, if I'm three issues into this and I still don't really understand the mechanics and or the stakes of the world and it's still just cute, yeah. then I'll probably feel a little bit differently about it. Like I, I get the first yeah, I think I needed just doesn't a little bit anything. more. Yeah. I need a little bit more gravitas. As someone who has been watching Moana on repeat because his son only wants to watch Moana and Encanto, uh, this is the heart of Tefiti. <laughs> this red stone in Moana is green, and it is the exact same stone, and that's the heart of Tefiti. Um, 
which I thought that was, I was like, oh, look at that. I know that rock. You're welcome. So yeah, it's Moana is, she has to get this heart of Tafiti rock somewhere. Uh, and that seems to be the, the thing here. You should so, see Moana. Anyway. It's good. I should. Moana is, listen, I've watched it probably 30 to 40 times now because my son, we have it on repeat all day. It's either Moana and Encanto. Both of those movies, we just had it on for dinner. We had Encanto on for dinner. Uh, and uh, I was still watching it. Still enjoy I was still it? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I was eating my food and still delighted. Uh, Encanto <laughs> and Moana are my two favorite Pixar slash Disney films right now. So they, they're really good. Nice. But yeah, I'm not going to read this. Listen, I am. <laughs> I just said I was far behind on firepower, and I am way more interested in finishing or catching up on firepower than I am on reading more of Twig. I, th- I this is but this is not like, to say though Twig is bad. I enjoy like something like Wind. Um, I enjoyed a lot by Tinian. Um, but after yeah, yeah. after five or six issues, that first chunk. It, they still were only just starting their adventure, and I was like, "All right, this is a good point to dip out. I don't, I don't care anymore." Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like this book is gonna, it potentially has that same trajectory where I'm gonna invest four or five issues, and it's if it really doesn't go anywhere yet, then I'll just dip out. It's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wanted something more, but there's enough in here to really like intrigue that I'm willing to, to give it a couple more yeah. issues because it's beautiful. A lot of the, yeah, like the individual <laughs> stuff like that we're looking at right now is he's going through a, every panel is a different realm on his travels. Um, they're all just cool pieces of art individually mm-hmm. um, that are like these cool fantasy realm, very imaginative kind of things. And I could probably go through a few issues just seeing it you know, seeing him wander this world that he lives in. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't don't disagree with you. Like, an art book, a beautiful art book is a beautiful art book. But something like um, Step by Bloody Step, we didn't talk about the third issue. Really cool for two issues. By the third issue, what the fuck is going on? This is beautiful. Come on, enough already. Give me something to chew on, right? (laughs) And, like, this could, worst case scenario, kind of go in the same way where it's like, I get it. It's yeah. cute. It's beautiful. That's fine. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. This one gives you a little bit more. Absolutely. Right? Step by yeah. Step yeah. Even. I, you know, I was like, all right, what, what are you doing, man? Like this stuff. Looks which cool. one is step by bloody step? The, I don't remember. That's the mostly silent. It's silent, but they speak in. Oh, like, right. I haven't. Oh, right. The one that I'm holding yeah. on to for Mars Comics. Didn't this come off? That's right. Mars Comics. What's this? Yes. Yes, it did. Hmm. All right, listen, Spider-Man 2099 Exodus, yeah. number one, or Alpha, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, Exodus written Alpha. by Steve Orlando with art by Paul Fry. Miguel O'Hara is back. After fighting battles across the time stream, Miguel O'Hara is at last back. Yeah, yeah, I know. You just said that. Defending his present and our future. For Spider-Man 2099, the only thing constant about life in Nueva York is that Miguel O'Hara is back. So when a, so when a cataclysmic crash creates a new Garden of Eden in what was once the American wastelands, Miguel O'Hara comes back and he knows exactly what the next atrocity will be. 
Watch as the Cabal plans to set society ablaze, and you'll never guess that Miguel O'Hara is back. Um, I, I wouldn't have guessed. I, uh, I have no idea what was happening in this book. Uh, I have tried so many times to care about Spider-Man 2099, and have I you can't. not in the past? Really? Even no. like the very first Spider-Man 2099? No! You weren't? I was really? so excited oh. about that, and I hated Rick Leonardi's art at the time. I uh, hated the costume because what the hell does that have to do with anything spider-related? It's got a, a skull. It's got I mean, nothing spider-related on his costume. It is kind of um, also a spider, but it is also a skull. Which is weird. Uh, I it's just true. Yeah, there was just... And I didn't care about shock this and shock that. And I didn't care about the trappings of the 2099 era. Um, oh. Edgy? Edgy? Yeah, his costume's edgy. I was, I was being funny. Oh, his costume is edgy. I thought you were saying I was edgy for not liking Spider-Man 2099. No. So every time it comes up, take. I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe this will be the time I care about. And I don't. I don't care. And I had no idea what was happening during most of this book. And I, I didn't care. Uh, that being said, the art was very nice by Paul Fry. I thought it was a good-looking book. Um, I think the last time I read a 2099 book, it had an artist that I really don't like working on it. And, um, that made it even worse. Will Sliney, I think was drawing it. Um, mm. oof, didn't like it, but this is a good looking book. I just don't care. I don't know who the cabal are. Um, they're the ones that pull the strings, JD. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what they said in the, yeah. I don't remember if they were around. I don't think that they are an older 2099 thing before it was usually like Alchemax or the various mega, yeah, like corporations, that kind of thing. Um, and I don't think we used to know what happened to the Avengers, but here they seem to be pretty sure that it was the Cabal that happened to the Avengers. Right, so, yeah, there's like a big, a yeah, big kaboomy. There was. A, a bracoom. Yeah, a bracoom, there was a big bracoom. <laughs> is it, is, yeah. um, I, got a, I got a costume question. Is, is okay. his uh, tattered... Web cape functional? Yeah. Yes. It is very functional. Even with all yeah. the holes? It has holes in it. Yeah. What does it function as? Well, it, among uh, other things, <laughs> I mean, uh, the fashion element is obvious, but uh, it, it's like a glider kind of thing. It's future With stuff. holes in it. It's future stuff, JD. They can deal and with at holes. No point, Don't worry about it. At no point, it's always just flapping in the breeze. At no point is it like... Yeah, I, glider shape. This is the it's first. Just a cape. It's just all the times that I've attempted to read Spider Man twenty nine nine. This is the first time I kind of clicked. I was like, that really is just purely fucking aesthetic, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, look, look at it. Like right there, so he, it's I falling think he apart. Added that. I mean, yeah, it seemed better. So, days, but, so um, it's just a cape. There's no functional it, purpose it, for it. No, no, it has. However, the art is drawn here. Like he has glided on it but not extensively okay. i think it sometimes just like more breaks his fall or that kind of like I, from one building to another kind of thing i think this because it wasn't originally part of it it was a halloween costume that he was oh. wearing when he discovered that he had those powers and ever, like so many things are made out of unstable molecules in the future that this costume just was already made out of unstable molecules and then which explains why there's a skull on the front. It doesn't explain why he didn't change it to look a little more spidery after that day. Right. Yeah. But, um, like this, it looks I like a costume, costume that you, but 
What's that? I was just yeah. It looks like a costume that it would just be a Halloween costume that what yeah. that a character would have in the first issue of his book, and right. then develop further, uh, get they, a different costume. I mean, I think just this costume, if the skull part, it's already pretty spider looking. If you just change the top part, it could be a big yeah. spider over him. And I like the costume in general. I like the eye, the eye mask area, um, uh-huh. and I think he. It was without the webbing when it was the Halloween costume. And then he's like, I'm going to use this other fabric that I have to make this webbing that'll let me glide around sometimes. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's the deal. I read I read this. <clears throat> I um, I don't know. Thank <laughs> Step you. Step one. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. I, I, I did it. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I struggled to comprehend what the fuck was going on. Um, in so much as I'm okay being dropped into a story, but am I supposed to understand the references you're making or are you making references right. for me to learn later and right. never decided what it wanted to do and it was annoying more than anything else? And then... Which I also wonder as a writer how they accomplish, like, you aren't supposed to know this yet. Even though this is an ongoing I, kind of universe, I, it's, it's, you should feel comfortable not knowing. It's it, subjective, know? but I presume you just do yeah. it like you're not trying to explain something. You just do it, right? Like, yeah. how would this person yeah. in real time talk about something? And then it's intriguing, yeah. not half exposition, half not. Like, when you just do things in half measures, they usually don't really work. Mm. Um, I What I think was the conclusion of this with the celestial and the God quarry and all that cool stuff. That's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really dope, but getting there was, the a, yeah, thing. getting there was like a weird yeah. struggle. And then I got to the end and I'm like, wait, what about the green goblin? How, where was that introduced? Was a dude that melted relate? Like what the fuck is going on? No, no. And I think that was the first that we saw but the way that they were talking when they were describing it, it was like, Miguel, it's this, it's that. I'm like, what are you doing? What is that? It is not JD. Is that a nerd's thing? It's an Eminem. M&M? M&M? It's no, one M. Uh, mm. you're, you're interrupting a very important conversation I'm having about Spider-Man 2099 <laughs> Exodus Alpha number one. Oh, yeah? Uh, oh, which which wins best title of the week. Um, uh, yeah. uh, so... I don't know. There was just so much going on, and I didn't know what was my fault or the story's fault to the point where I was just like, what well, the fuck? I, I don't more care. More of it may have been. Oh, JD, yes. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. Um, so, Noel, a minute ago, you were like, ah, the things that happened in this book were very cool. There's like a celestial and a god quarry or something. Uh, what, what happened? Oh, wait. Okay. So, I, not so much what happened there. Him getting to there and then what happened after that is still really fuzzy for me. So he found he, he was he shook down a dude that's part of this cabal thing. Cool. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. But then shaking down that dude, he found out about a one spot that the cabal is not monitoring. Goes to that one spot. It, they're not monitoring it because I guess Ghost Rider 2099, who is a program, was had like a Godspire thing that stopped their signal so they could I don't know just just go with it just let me finish I don't know I don't know let me keep going I'm gonna lose it I'm gonna lose it hold on okay okay sorry so he's like ah I hate this guy but he's not a real guy but this not real guy is gonna put me 
in the machine to learn what's happening outside of this space where they're not getting information because there was a big explosion when he was on that satellite for two minutes that he got to mm-hmm. after shaking down the cabal guy. I don't, I don't, I don't understand how, but whatever. Um, he's inside of the machine, the machine or the program uh, kills Ghost Rider, who's a code. I don't know, whatever. Um, with a cave troll who's fake and he fights the cave troll while he's fighting the cave troll. He learns that that thing that blew up and fell to earth was actually a celestial that the cabal explicitly kind of shot because like it shot a celestial in the chest with something for it to fall to earth so they can mine it of its resources so they kill a celestial and or bring it to Earth explicitly to mine it. So the idea is we need to get to this before the Cabal does and stuff. But that happens inside of the code. And then he gets out of the code and breaks the God Spire. So now the Cabal can see you and they send all their goons and then they get away. But then all the people that were hiding there were like, fuck you, Spider-Man. And he's like, I'll fix it. But then you don't understand how because... They use a bunch of words that don't mean anything. He's gonna take him to the. Take him. He's gonna take him to the other to another safe zone. Yeah, but like they just say, I guess is it an established safe zone or it's just like do this for us? And he's like, okay. Well, no, I don't think so. See, the fact that the solicit says like he's back from his time travel adventures and here he is makes it seem oddly like. This does follow from some mm. other thing, but I took it. Wait, wait, there's not having read this. One more thing. I, I didn't read the solicit either. One more thing. So he yeah. agrees to help these people cut scene. They you don't know anything after that. And then he's talking with his Cortana, who I don't remember her name. Lila. Thank you. And yeah. oh, there's these melting guys, which is kind of cool. Lila and him are talking. Yeah. I don't understand the conversation they're having. But then they are cutting the conversation with dude in green tub pouring blood in it and standing up as mm-hmm. Green Goblin. So they're making connection between the conversation they're having and the Green Goblin. But I'm like, was that a connection mm-hmm. to the Cabal before? And that's what they're revealing. And I don't fucking know that. It was just yeah, I think so. Yeah, Osborne runs the Cabal. Okay. That I. Yeah. I yeah. was like, okay. And. The cave troll that he fought earlier wasn't yeah. a cave troll. It was goblin. It was green goblin. It was a green goblin. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That um, was a. Aren't a celestials to... bigger than Earth? Nah. Yes. Not all. Oh, no, no, they're no. not bigger than Earth. They're like that's the MCU thing. They can stand upon the Earth. Yeah, yeah, it's an MCU thing because for a while there was actually celestials standing in the middle of Central Park. That was a cool era yeah. in. That was, a, that was a cool thing to Marvel. And there's one, it's the size of a mountain. Literally, the Avengers right now, their mansion yeah. is Avengers oh, Mountain, that's which right, is a that's celestial. Right. You know, I'm looking at the page here, and there seems to be an Earth that is about the size of its hip bone. I guess oh, it's, in yeah. the, it's in the it's, background, uh, yeah, oh, far away. They're showing you forced perspective, so you could really understand the size of an object. Yeah. Which is not how like it works. It's falling <laughs> down to Earth. From uh, a like million miles away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things in space in comics are way closer than they are. But it is kind of funny when you're like, but, oh, uh, when you want to show the size of something, you put it in forced perspective of something you can perceive. A planet, yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, I didn't care about so, this at uh, all. I, I cared about it in the sense that I was like, I always like to return to Spider-Man 2099, and I like the future that 2099 has. Enough. None of that was new to this book. Um, it was a lot of like, it was a lot of mishmash kind of stuff happening mm-hmm. uh, here. Um, Ghost Rider, I, it, he is certainly not one of the more notable 2099 characters. A little background on what his deal was. I mean, I feel like I picked it up quickly enough, but he is a code inhabiting inhabiting computers, and that's why he's the Ghost Rider. I vaguely remember that from the 90s or 2000s, maybe. It sounds kind of familiar, but they could have told you a little bit about who the Ghost Rider the is. O and yeah. go, the O and S are actually a zero and a five in Ghost Rider because it's all code. The uh, zero five. Uh, I, that's a, I, I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, why would there not be an actual Ghost Rider in the year twenty ninety nine? It's a generational right. thing, right? And it's been going since one million BC or yeah. whatever that is. But now, now it's, it's like, oh, it's just a, that this is it's the future, so it's <clears> a program. They took it all right. online, bro. Uh, maybe now, maybe this is that <laughs> that they hacked, spirit just expressed through programs. They hacked the planet. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> the whole, the whole, uh, this is great is soundtrack that? for hackers. Hackers. Uh, I this uh, this was great for someone other than me. Um, somebody mm-hmm. that enjoys all of the 2099 stuff. I remember I remember getting all the original issues and like this is so cool and not lasting two issues for yeah. any of them. Oh really? Nope. The only one that I've been interested well, in potentially thinking. going back and reading is Doom yeah. because I heard that that was just fucking awesome yeah. and you learn that Doom 2099 is actually Doom who just extends his life. It's definitely a possibility. Like, I don't know if they ever fully spell it out but by the end of it, I, I as I recall, it's like, yeah. Literally the only one that I've ever been interested in going back and reading. Uh, it's very uh, Warren Ellis. From is it Warren Ellis? From what I recall. Yeah, I, I loved the whole... Twenty ninety nine thing at the time. <sighs> oh, there's a. Um, Do you love it now? Do you love it still? I still love it, dude. I love this issue, not that much. Um, I don't know how many times the twenty ninety nine stuff has been revisited that I really have been like super into. Certainly, very few that have caught my attention the way the original one did. There was one where. Uh, Miguel O'Hara meets Peter Parker, and then eventually there's like a third Spider-Man from even further in the future. I'd, I think that that's in up. Dan Slott's so pretty stuff. Cool. It, no, before uh, I think it was Peter David actually. It was like a a three issue prestige thing back from when they were then likely Peter David prestige comics. Wasn't um, Peter David the writer but, from I, Jump? He might have been. Yeah. Yeah, there's an uh, omnibus coming out. Which I like. I, I think every whatever. Peter David thing. I can't think of a Peter David thing I've read that I that I wasn't into. Um, I, they may exist, but nothing springs. To I, tr- I tried. Reading oh, you Hulk. know what I'm excited about? Speaking of speaking of PD, uh, bad. They're revisiting Marvel. Remember the the dude who went nuts? Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah, like he's coming back. Janisville. Janisville. Uh, that's what it is. I have this one shot right here that I purchased it. 4327 Main Street. Nice! JD's Hero Complex. 
Yes. And, uh, but it's, I don't know, I actually haven't opened it, and I don't know if it's, looking at it now, it looks like it's a reprint of other, yes, it is Captain Marvel 0 through 3. Maybe this is uh, preparatory for uh, the, a new thing. So I'll, I'll I, I actually started reading um, Peter David's Hulk run and yeah. um, didn't care for it. Really? Um, I didn't care. It takes a while to get going. Yeah, I, I just, I kind of lost steam. And and I didn't. Yeah. I you know it's been around, it's 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 been heralded as the most important fucking thing in the world for forever, and I kind of know all the larger. I mean, there's a lot of. I, it I know all the. You know, like it. Like, I know yeah. all the larger beats. So much. So it's like I almost appreciate yeah. it more than I ever want to really read it. Yeah. I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things like that where, I I don't know. I just don't enjoy, um, a lot of older comics, even though I appreciate them. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I get like classic Silver Age style comics when I get them, mostly for the covers and because it's cool to look I, at the fact that it exists. I you know? could not get through Claremont's X Men. I just couldn't. Like, it's so yeah. so overwritten and so boring to me as a modern reader. I don't care for yeah. it. Um, yeah, I just don't like the style. But I appreciate it all is. that shit. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, now also for me, like the Peter David's Hulk, I loved the things that I read of it, but that came out at such a time when, you know, I, I didn't have a full list. I, it was like, oh, I got a Hulk issue from the package. Yeah, you got and, pieces of it. And then I got another one that's 30 issues later. Um, some of the earlier Hulk things that I remember getting were Peter David stuff and they were awesome. That's also at a time for whatever reason, kids are like. Yeah, I'll read issue four of seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all good. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, he might have been going for four years yeah. before I... Well, you know, that, that that's a... Same. It's a bee in my bonnet mm-hmm. for... So, I, we're on yeah. a bunch of Facebook groups, like comic Facebook groups and people who just, like, give recs to other people. And there's always, there's mm-hmm. always somebody that will ask, like, hey, I was thinking of reading Death Metal. I was thinking of reading Dark Knight's Death Metal... Do I need to read anything before that? <clears throat> and my response is usually always, look, just go for it. If yeah. you're interested in it or you enjoy it, you could go back yeah, and read this back. and this and this. But it should just be yeah. open to you to enjoy it. Just read it. But there's always somebody yeah. that comes into the chat and just like, well, you got to start with Grant Morris's entire uh, Justice League run. which yeah. You'll, never, yeah, you'll never understand all the references unless you read Multiversity. All forty-five issues of right. Batman, three events before right. it, right. two issues out of Final Crisis, three issues of the tie-ins, and then the entirety of, and it's just like, oh fuck! Like you can finally sit yeah. down, and then you can finally sit down to read the, yeah. the four issues that you're interested in. And I just, I always <laughs> found I that the same thing in my shop. So infuriating. Like, just sample yeah. something, and uh, the way yeah. that these books are constructed, yeah. they do not have to explicitly happen in linear fashion. They're just story arcs. So if you start yeah. reading issues 45 and you like it, pull 45 yeah. on. Go back. And go back and start yeah, yeah. reading one through through 40. Who cares? Just that's how we did it. That, yeah. yeah. Maybe you'll enjoy it more. Like you know, like a TV show with a comedy, right? The very beginning of sitcoms are rarely that funny. But once you've already seen the really good stuff, 
you go back and watch it, you're like, oh yeah, you yeah. Know, um, Peter season one is, is pretty good because I know the characters. I want to. Cir- I want to circle back to Peter David of it all. I yeah. started reading X Factor Investigations in issues oh, because yeah. of Civil War tie-ins. Hmm. I just sampled the book because I was grab like I think yeah, Civil yeah. War was like hella late. So I was just grabbing like mm-hmm. the stuff in between that was shipping that was like tied into Civil War, even though it didn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. So I started reading like mm-hmm. random issues of X Factor Investigations, so fucking good mm-hmm. that I yeah. at the same time went back and started reading like like I think I started picking up the trades for the twenty issues or whatever before that. That's when Multiple Man is yeah. running. The, and uh, yo, that's great. And Phenomenal. everything yeah. worked out fine. It was wonderful. Talkie talkie. Yeah, I know you want to go. I got it. Have a good day. <laughs> you did it. Enjoy your comic story at 4327. <laughs> we get it. I'm, I, bye. The talkie is over. I was just having fun with the gifts. I was letting you guys go. No, I could take a hint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were we talking about, though? Uh, you enjoyed X Factor Investigations. That was a good comic. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of Peter David stuff. Um, not all of it um, hits me, but this, the good Peter David stuff is really, really good. The yeah. Incredible Hulk problem is a problem. Uh, I also went back to read from the beginning of Peter David's run, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, geez. Mm. But I do remember in the be- in the middle of that run is when I kind of jumped into it, and I loved it. Um, so, I mean, that's I, early I, in, his, in his career, right? That's like him, like, getting the idea of how to write a really good comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right? I did love I mean, his X Factor cool. stuff. Um, mm. I liked his... Oh, that may uh, have been before. That was before. It was. I don't know. Oh, never mind. Um, I, I love Peter David, though. He's, he's a writer that I will... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, for me, he's at, like, a, a Mark Wade sort of realm where it's, like, he is so steeped in maybe a little more Marvel for him than DC, but he's also written some sol- really solid DC. I stuff. finished um, this last night. Thor by JMS. Uh, Olivia okay. Corbell. Yeah. I've had this Ooh. on my shelf for years. Never got around to reading it, but I'm on a little bit of a Thor a kick. Run. Is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I liked it Because I time. finished it last night. I, I really liked it at the time, too. I finished it last yeah. night, and... It starts out strong, and it yeah. it ends real fucking rough. Um, yeah, that's uh, with like uh, uh, Rain and or like Norman Osborn is no, taking over. That, the, no, they uh, don't even yeah. touch on that shit. Like it literally yeah. oh, ends really? in the middle oh. of like an arc of sorts where all of the Asgardians are on Latveria, and Thor is yeah. still exiled, and he just gets Sif back, and then it's just like. Uh, Donald Blake's in the hospital. Okay. And then it literally fucking ends. And yeah. a yeah. lot of the dialogue is super cringy. Like it does not hold oh, yeah? up. It's hella cringy. Like there's a bunch of Volstag dick jokes. And it's just like, yeah. <sighs> like there's a whole, there's a whole scene of him being naked and there's like, 10 jokes about this is why they call him Volstagg the Great and then Sif not being able to look away and it's just like this is so gross like this is just cringy Uh, gross what's gross about a phenomenal penis (laughs) the fact that like the butt of the joke is that the 
woman can't stop staring and it'll take her long to avert her eyes because it's so big. It's it's a cringy. He comes along and he's like, it's a cringy fucking joke. You're like, you're like my, <laughs> but, my erection selection. But, uh, it's just it it's it ends in it ends in such a whimper and it doesn't complete the story arc and it's just like. She, yeah, I don't he, remember that ending at he all. Left, Whenever I think of how no. cool it was, it's the beginning. I, yeah, same. You know, yeah, I yeah. guess I didn't finish it. It's not, it's <laughs> not yeah, good. I may not have I, like It was yeah. so dis, yeah. It was so disheartening that I'm just like, maybe I could sell this. It's out of print. Like I will never revisit this. Oh. Don't tell those people that. Um, but yeah, uh, I think Monroe, David is like a Mark Wade kind of like steeped in the in the comics of the universe that they're saying that they're telling stories in and like just telling very true to that character fun great uh kind of iconic style comic storytelling yeah which i love robin monroe jr is in the chat saying have you listened to the batman podcast on spotify it knocked rogan off of the number one spot no i canceled my spotify subscription and now i use title I've never um, had a Spotify subscription. Yeah. What uh I don't uh, what's the Batman podcast? I guess it's like a It's a radio play. Like it's a, like a story. Audio it's, not a, it's a radio play. Yeah. Radio play, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That sounds cool. Um yeah. I think they had I wonder if I could find it on Audible or something. Well they they were they had them on um HBO Max also. The last oh, the last really radio play they had on HBO Max, you could just like turn it on and play and yeah. it was just like a screen and it played on. That was the 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 thirties radio one with new actors and stuff, and then a Batman, yeah, a Batman, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, Wait a minute, is this Spotify? It was a thirties. Yeah, it was. It was a thirties radio. It was a new story that took place in nineteen thirties version of Batman as a radio play. That's cool. Yeah, so it's new. It's not a redo of. I'm sorry, I said that all right. It's not a redo. It was new, and then the the stuff that they're referring to, Robert Monroe's referring to, is it? It's not Spotify exclusive. I don't think. It's I just no it was just on all, Spotify. All that I've heard about it, Spotify wise, is what Robert Monroe Jr. Yeah, uh, it's the one that where Winston Duke is is Batman, I think. In Baku, really? Yeah. Who's Winston? Duke? Let's see. Batman the Audio Adventures. Um, well, he looks that up. Do you know that uh, Kryptonite was created on the Superman radio show? Do you guys know why? Um, no. See, because the actor that played Superman wanted a vacation. So they needed to come up with a way that he could just be kind of moaning and it could be anybody do it. So you'd just be like, ah. And then that's why Kryptonite huh. was created. Yeah, that's cool. A metal, I think they might have, or no, K metal was in the comics, and then it's very similar to Kryptonite, but uh, it ends up being Kryptonite, obviously. So I guess it's called Batman Unburied. Oh, that was nice. Um, but it's called a Spotify podcast, so I guess it's Spotify exclusive for now, anyway. Hmm. Um, All right. Oh well. Oh well. I probably um, wasn't going to listen to it anyway, right. even if it was available on something that I could listen to. Um, but I'm glad that it exists. It's different than the HBO radio play, says Robert. Uh, I didn't uh, enjoy that. I didn't check that out either. That's the one that you're talking about, right, Mm -hmm. Noel? Yes. Nice. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll check that out. Probably not, though. Um, I still have to catch up on Firepower. 
Yeah. That's going to be my excuse for everything I don't do. Do not sleep until you catch up on firepower. Uh, do not guys. watch anything else, at least. You can do normal bodily functions. Like can I rewatch all of Ozark? Mm, that's fine. But I'd at least hold firepower. In the in the in the pantheon yeah. of stressful shows yeah. to to like start watching, I think Ozark mm-hmm. comes after uh, Better Call Saul because I want to catch up on that first. Listen, Ozark is way quicker than Better. You got so much Better Call Saul. You can blow through Ozark. I mean, Better Call Saul is only. I have no idea how many Better Call Saul. I, I mean, you it's have like three it's two more. I mean, yeah, there only is like five episodes left, but it's it's only two more seasons, and the seasons are only like eight episodes apiece. So it's it's not like that much. Oh, that's on my list too because they keep talking about it on the on the film podcast. The film. I watched oh, yeah. the first and, uh, season and it was phenomenal, but then I never continued. Oh. Yeah. I watched the first episode and went. Eh. I mean. It took a better call song. That's still uh, yeah. still the show of. of it's t- it took like six yeah. or seven episodes into Breaking Bad to like really click for me. So. Yeah. Oh no! First episode of Breaking Bad, I was in. I was like, "That's um, that one." I, that was another one. Did you guys see? They cast the new Doctor. Yeah. So something. Yeah, like, it's a guy I don't know. Yeah. I don't know him either. But in contrast to many Doctor Who uh, casting choices, somebody I know has seen a show that he is in. You know, a lot of times it's like somebody not at all, but uh, our friend Rob Patey um, said that he liked him in Sex Education, and another friend of mine said he liked him. I've seen like three or four photos of the guy by now, and uh, in several of those he is smiling in a way that I could definitely see the doctor. You know, like he has this sort of the, look about him that looks cool for the, the doctor. The, the last two doctors I was aware of as actors before, uh, yeah. Jodie Whittaker... And, and you, that she was in the Black Mirror and Broadchurch. I watched Broadchurch. I saw her in Broadchurch. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. And that was so and good. I watched every single second of In the Thick of It twice. So I knew who Peter Capaldi was. Is that Peter Capaldi? Yeah. And he's also was in Doctor Who and yeah. Torchwood before. And Torchwood, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was yeah. before for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, those are the only two. Other than that, I'm always expecting the Doctor Who new person to be someone I've never seen or seen with them yeah, Whenever people are like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be this person. It's like, I can almost guarantee you it, the fact that you know that person well enough it won't be. means that it's yeah. not going to be that person. It right. Be. <laughs> uh, so far, it never has now. So, yeah, but yeah, he looks cool. Shooty is how you pronounce his name. It's the N-C-U-T-I, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's pronounced cool. No, that's not certainly not something that I would. I think I think JD JD has all. checked out. He's reading Firepower. He's reading Firepower uh, at last. Uh, so uh, I don't know if he wants to close the show or not, and we'll. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Time all to right, read guys. Firepower. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. Uh, this has been delightful. Uh, we appreciate you guys swinging by and hanging out with us for the. Two hours? Two hours. Robert Brown Jr., yes, I loved it. I loved that show. Oh, the question is, did you watch Star Trek Brave New Worlds? No, I haven't. Uh, That's next on our list. Um, Delightful. I hear very very good things. One episode, and I quite enjoyed it. Delightful. Mars says, this was great. Once again, a really good show. Thanks. Thanks, Mars. Thank you, Mars. Email me about the book so I can send it to you. Yeah. You Um, won't read Firepower until you do. That's right. That's rude. Uh, All right, guys. Thank you so much, and we will talk at you later.
Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh.